Play it, Sam. Play Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name, well, I'm the cousin of Cassie Blackler. I'm Gareth Blackler. And of all the podcast studios in all the worlds, you had to walk into his one. It's renowned freedom fighter, James <laughs> wow. Barron. Hello. Hello. I'm fri- fighting the good fight for podcasts everywhere, Gareth. The, <laughs> Someone's got to do it. We're the underground resistance trying to take down Joe Rogan and his, his <laughs> let's just say it, Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Podcast hot takes it's, right at the top of the yeah. show. A take as hot as the deserts of Casablanca <laughs> itself. There we go. I'll say. Yeah, Casablanca <sighs> this week. Gareth, I got a lot of flack for choosing depressing movies. And I thought, <laughs> well, what better to counter that than a movie set and filmed during World War II? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's what I had no idea this was actually filmed during the war. It's wild. And amazing yeah like america had only just joined the war that year and we're mm-hmm. really like well let's make our films about it yeah it's, like during yeah. during the plot of the film america is still neutral because it was being yeah. made you know oh so, yeah of course yeah. <laughs> oh, wow so there you go it's like i'm gonna say it out front like it's an amazing document for this to know what like it was like in those times yeah and honestly, yeah, very brave to make it about the thing that's happening during the thing happening. And I'm kind of a bit of bit annoyed. Like, you know, we're in an age of strangeness this time these days. Absolutely. Know? The rise of some certain kinds of fascism across the world. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that, like, you know, the big studio, because this was a big studio picture. Like, it's called the triumph of the studio system. It was no auteur vision. It was simply people getting down to do their job and making a statement about war. Mm. And, yeah, why aren't we doing that these days? Why isn't, like, a big studio saying, like, hey, Nazis are bad more often, you know? I feel like we're due a reminder, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's people, like, they should be putting them out every year. (laughs) remember guys nazis are bad it just seems like that that's all that like would be needed hopefully yeah. for people to go like oh shit that's right we forgot am i bad never mind oh my god honestly just a push notification to our phones nazis are bad and we'll be like you know a bunch of um alt-right losers being like oh shit yeah that's oh, right whoops oops merry christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, they just lay their phones down and go hug their fellow people. Yeah. Oh. That's all I want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, man. It's Santa, unlike, bring that to us. Yeah. Unlike Rick's Cafe, Gareth, this is a very politically charged intro to our show. Um, yeah. But we should, yeah, we should talk about the movie Casablanca. Had you seen it before t- today? <laughs> <laughs> I had seen it. I'd seen... I, but I'd seen it at the end of a party. Mm. It was like a fancy, kind of fancy themed party. And then like- Oh, yeah. Because it was out on the WAPs. I was at this party. there. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was out on the WAPs, so we couldn't all just get home easily. So we all stayed over and we watched Casablanca. And yeah. honestly, that's not the best way to 
absorb you know a classic piece of cinema but i did remember the vibe incredibly strongly yeah. so when i rewatched it today i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. these are my friends this yeah is my vibe Excellent. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, you were at the party? No, I had seen it before the party, but I am Whoa. a big fan. I remember leaving halfway through the screening of um, that Casablanca at uh, at that party because I was like, ah, I've seen it before. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get home. I'm very drunk right now. And- <laughs> And yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a damn good one. Um, seen mm. it. Oh gosh. I, I watched it like fairly young. Um, yeah. I would have been like maybe like 12 when I saw this movie, I think for the first time, but yeah, it oh, was, nice. yeah, it's a really good one. And it is a good, like it holds up the, the thing about Casablanca is that it's, it's a movie made in 1942 and it yeah. holds up so well, like, even now. It's like, there's a reason it has such a lasting legacy. It's just that it's such yeah. a tight story. And, like, the movie was based on a play. And I feel like you can really tell. You can really, like, mm. feel that sort of play energy. Because they're, like, everything's- oh, every, Most things play out at Rick's Cafe. And- just the the dialogue and all the all the mm. like the scenes play out as if they were a play. It it feels yeah, yeah. and I, I find that really adds to it and really like makes it a fun watch. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. There's an amazing use of extras and minor characters in this movie. Like that probably comes from it being a play and them having to be economical with the number of actors. Yeah, and like you see, there's a couple in it who their storyline kind of builds, but you're seeing them in the background of a lot of shots early on. Yes. And yeah. Watching it build. And yeah, it also, this movie has such a deep bench of talent and it's due to the war because a lot of, um, ama- these amazing European actors were fleeing the war to the then neutral yeah. USA and then were available and like willing to take any work. So you've got these like fantastic actors playing like, tiny roles in this film yeah and yeah and even um the guy who plays the main nazi yeah strasser he was yeah he fled the he fled germany um his wife was jewish and he outright said like i want to play villains i want to play nazis because we need people to know how bad they are Mm. yeah i want to use my power to let get this word out that's awesome which is so interesting yeah yeah fun fact about that guy as well was that he was the highest paid actor in the whole film <laughs> ah i read that yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's sweet just because he like had yeah. the like i guess the hardest role really and that he like a genuinely traumatic role for him to play but like yeah. so well earned um but yeah it's oh it's so it's such a sweet watch if you haven't seen casablanca i feel like like how are you listening to this podcast? But like, um, go ahead and watch it because yeah, it's well worth a watch. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's amazing how it trans- transcends the fact that it is seeped into culture like a yeah sponge dropped on a bigger sponge. Like, <laughs> this the second sponge is so massive that the holes the sponge just falls into. Um, like I think six of these quotes from this film were in the AFI's top one hundred. Wow. Uh, american film quotes of all time and like it's been parodied i think it must have been briefly public domain in the 90s or something because there was a 90s surge of casablanca which led to something i had seen many times which was carrot blanca (laughs) the looney tunes parody of casablanca um, (laughs) where bugs bunny is rick and tweety is peter laurie and 
Um, the cat that Pepe Le Pew chases is Elsa, which is wow. a very interesting bit of casting, That's... mainly because they didn't have Lola Bunny yet, so they didn't have female characters. Right. Does Pepe play um, Laszlo? Victor Laszlo? No, Pepe just does Pepe's thing. He's a waiter oh, okay. and an air host. Um, right. Yeah, it's, hmm. You know, doing his thing, reason why he was cut out of Space Jam 2. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> Um, speaking of Space Jam 2, because we are talking about the great cinema tonight. Yeah. All this the is the second film we've covered that is visited by... Le- no, the third film <laughs> we've covered that is visited by LeBron James in Space Jam 2. Okay. Good. And after The Matrix and Mad Max, Fury mm-hmm. Road. Completely accidentally, this year, I've w- over the last calendar year, yeah. I've watched... Every film LeBron James visits in Space Jam A New Legacy. Gareth, I've never been more proud of you. That is <laughs> wonderful news. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Along with the uh, aforementioned three, I've also seen Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Ah. <laughs> uh, and I'm blanking on the other, but I have seen it. I don't know. I think that's all of them, actually. I think they only go to five. And then, yeah, the rest come to them. Yeah. One episode yeah. of Rick and Morty or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Ugh. Thrown in for <laughs> bad luck. Unknown. Completism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Should we oh. Should we do it? Should we talk about Casablanca then? And how it synced with the good old Pink Floyd boys? This Yes. It's musical style. People stylings. are going to be mad okay. that we haven't mentioned, if we don't mention this. Um, Pink Floyd sampled Casablanca in their song Yet Another Movie off the album okay. A Momentary Lapse of Reason. Have mm. you heard the song? I have not at all. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I listened to it and I could not hear the sample. It's at the very, very end okay. of a very long song, a song and an interesting moment for Pink Floyd where um, Roger Walters had left the band, mm-hmm. but Richard Wright then because he'd been fired by roger walters he rejoined the band but because roger walters served him with such a like thick contract to be kicked out he wasn't allowed to technically be listed as a band member on that album (laughs) so um the inline photo of in the after after this amazing album cover by storm forgenson with all the beds on it yeah the inside photo is just david gilmore and nick mason these like two old (laughs) men just growing up just alone yeah in a field of full of their friends yeah oh my god Uh, amazing yeah so i don't really recommend that song i don't think the 80s production flows well with pink floyd but you know okay i'll be seeking it out regardless after the podcast just for again just for completism uh cool let's talk about this movie Mm. um we get Opening titles speak to me, you know the drill. It's actually for real opening titles. I say that every time, but we do actually have opening credits for this yeah. movie. As much of cinema was like at the time, we get the credits at the start, um, which is nice. And right, they like fit perfectly over the entirety of Speak to Me as we go into Breathe um, mm. for the film beginning proper, which I thought was quite tidy. Um and yeah, we get some much needed context at the start of this movie with uh, what refugees are doing, escaping the Nazi regime as it sweeps across uh, occupied France and Europe, etc. Um, 
and yeah, the people are fleeing across out out to Africa to um, Casablanca to try and fly mm. to Lisbon and then the neutral uh, United States. Um, so it's a path that many refugees were taken to get out of France. Mm. All true. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, and then we go down to the streets of Casablanca. We're looking at like a globe for that. Um, yeah, this cool kind of like big model globe. Yeah. That's, yeah, just speeding around. Very nice. And mm. yeah, we're going down to um, the streets of Casablanca, which are busy as loads of extras. Looks yeah. really nice. Um, and yeah, we hear this news about uh, these couriers, uh, Nazi uh, couriers um, being uh, murdered. And they were carrying important documents and there's like a telegram going out. And so, all the police in Casablanca are like arresting up uh, random people, random mm. immigrants um, to on suspicion of this murder uh, case. The police outwardly corrupt uh, here <laughs> in Casablanca and it's just how it goes. Um, mm. Yeah. One dude has like expired uh, papers apparently, and tries to make a make an escape, but gets shot down. And we see uh, <laughs> very obviously they pull out like a poster of the Free French Movement that he is carrying around with him as <laughs> as proof that he's like an underground uh, member of the of the French government. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty funny. Well, like not yeah. really, not really a member of the government. More so, like in aiding the um, the French government in, in exile. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't have business cards back then. You had to take a whole poster somewhere. Yeah, just he's. It's like he's handing them out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you should join <laughs> this yeah. this thing. Nazis Here's guys. A one poster. <laughs> he's doing the yearly reminder that Nazis are mm. bad. <laughs> he's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh anyway um yeah so we go into um on the run here after this like brutal murder <laughs> um yeah. on the streets of casablanca for like a relatively fun sequence where like a pickpocket uh bit part character is um like explaining what's going on to the a pair of like very posh holiday makers <gasps> so posh i don't know who these guys are but they are like parodies <laughs> um yeah but they're great they don't even know there's a war happening no they don't yeah they, they have a line uh the guy says we hear very little and we understand even less <laughs> which is just such a wonderful thing to say yeah uh, but yeah um Basically, yeah, he explains that people wait many, many years um, in Casablanca to try and, well, not many years, try and, uh, they wait ages trying to get a visa to escape and many people try and bribe the police uh, to get out, um, to Mm. get those visas. Um, And yeah, there's no, it's a very unsafe place because many unsavory characters are around, but it is still neutral territory. Um, So... It's not occupied. It's like occupied both by um, Vichy France and um, or Vichy France rather and um, uh, the German regime, Nazis, mm. the Reich, etc. And also just like uh, all these immigrants trying to escape. So they're all there at the same time. Casablanca is sort of this like strange melting pot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where the government is like absolutely corrupt and is just going base serving the highest bidder at the time yeah effectively um 
Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We don't often get, like, serve the highest bidder people in World War Two movies. Yeah. So it did take me forever to figure out, like, what was going on with um, one of the characters here. Oh. I was like, no, no, he's bad. Oh, but why he help? Yeah. Oh, but why he bidder. help? Yes. <laughs> Is it uh, either Ferrari, who has the best name, or... Um, oh, yes, he does. Or Louis Renault, uh, the chief Louis of police. Louis Renault, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh man, we'll get to him. Anyway. Um, yeah. Ferrari, I was a little more conditioned to. I think I've seen people parodied of him before, just being yeah. like, yeah, fanning themselves and serving high bidders. And I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I've seen you in a bit part. He's much more like oblique about <laughs> what he's yeah. about, you know? He's like, yeah, this is what, this is what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, I think he outright says at one point that he's like the leader of the black market or something. Just like out in the open, yeah. he's like, I'm the most important person in the black market. And it's like, what? <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, anyway. Yeah. It's like these days being like, I'm very popular on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> Many friends. Exactly. Shout out to all our deep fakers. My dark web TikToks. Oh my God. Uh, the dark web TikToks. Goodness me. Yeah. I don't want to know what they're about. Um, nah. That's much, much longer. Yeah. Much lengthier memes that are just mm. too, too tough to understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get um, the sign for Rick's Cafe American or American. I don't know. I really don't know. It's American with an extra <laughs> I in it. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so I'm not. It's probably just like french for american but i don't really know um either way mm. and uh a plane has landed and it and um it's a german plane and Ma uh, major strasser is getting off the plane uh leader representative of the third reich uh with a temperament that you can expect uh mm. <laughs> from such a person and uh he's gre being greeted by as you say louis renault who is the um chief of police uh here in casablanca and yeah he is eff effectively um yeah he's an outwardly corrupt official uh who aids both vichy france and the nazis and mm. like does so many horrible things in this movie <laughs> yeah and then you end up rooting for him like at, right at the end it's wild it's the, the thing with this guy is that the casting of him, like the guy, that, the actor that plays him is so likable <laughs> yeah. that in spite of all these things, you end up siding with him. It's so, he does such nasty, terrible things. Mm. Um, but boy, I just, I, he's just got a winning smile. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Honestly, he could just like move into my house yeah. and kick me out and I'll be like, Oh, I love what he's done with the place. I guess. I guess that's fair. <laughs> he is the chief yeah, of police. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't have enough money to stop him from doing this. Mm. He did say 10,000 francs and he wouldn't, but uh, I just can't get it together. So I guess this is just how it goes. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have much more to say about him. I also think it's just because I think I like him so much because I think he gets the best lines in the whole movie. Oh, um, yeah. He just has a lot of great one-liners, um, and yeah, he's he's just mm. a he's a, a smiley like knows he's a bad guy and is outwardly like telling everyone as such. Yeah, but like 
yeah, but like quite like quiet and confident and doesn't like he doesn't do anything like horrible on screen either. So I don't know. <laughs> like he doesn't shoot anyone, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not actually defending him, but yeah. I do like him. You just uh, say anyway. he's got he's got a charm. Yeah, definitely. Uh anyway. Yeah. Uh so Strasser wants to be updated about the murder of the couriers and Renee, uh, Renault, sorry, Louis Renault has rounded up uh, twice the usual amount of suspects that he would. Mm. And yeah, but he's like, but it doesn't matter because um, he's confident that the murderer will be at Rick's, which is the, the cafe that Rick runs, obviously. And it's um, yeah. a notorious uh, gambling den slash bar. Uh, where like all kinds of deals are made in Casablanca and also um, is it's because of the like melting pot situation there it's sort of like a condensed version of that um, inside mm. uh, where yeah uh, because Rick runs the place and he is neutral on all matters and like has a policy of like leaving politics and that kind of thing at the door uh it's like a, a genu- generally safe place. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a notable place where all kinds of like black market deals happen that um, the the police allow to stay open because Rick himself has never broken the law. Um, yeah. And it like serves them as well to know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is happening here. This person's probably going to be here. Yeah. They use it a lot of the time yeah. and to like make arrests and things. They know that like people come here. So it's just this like known quantity kind of place. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Um, pretty wild, by the way, that uh, Rex is able to maintain this like neutral stance while World War Two is happening. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just like not the fact that. Uh, like Frenchmen and Germans are rocking up to the same bar <laughs> and nothing really yeah. goes wrong. It's pretty insane. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, I suppose what people have been saying across the whole pandemic and all the other recent <laughs> awfulness in the world is like, oh, whatever you would have done during the war or would have done in like the plague or something is what mm. you're doing now. So yeah. for the day-to-day person, maybe they could have maintained some sort of Oh, I don't, I'm not really into politics. I don't really follow the war kind of thing. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Yeah, which is, just seems wild now. And, I mean, honestly, people will probably look back and be like, those guys recorded a Pink Floyd podcast in the 2020s? Yeah. <laughs> That's the real anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who am I to talk, really? Gosh. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, he knows that the culprit will be there wanting to sell the documents that were talked about um, and basically get them out of their hands as soon as possible. We don't really know what they are yet, um, but we mm. will. Um, so, we roll into um, Rex for the crash sound in On The Run coming in. It's not really matching with much, but nah. it's just sort of Sam playing the piano um who's a good dude a lot of good piano tracks mm. in this movie um oh yeah yeah he's playing uh one of my favorite songs ever it had to be you um which has been a song that's been redone multiple times mm. um but yeah really really great track and he yeah a lot of like fantastic besides as times go as time goes by lots of like great piano standards in this movie so if you like piano this is a great movie for you um <laughs> yeah 
fascinatingly, he did what the mistake we made with Pink Floyd is that he was a drummer. Wow. But he's playing a pianist. So he's actually miming all the piano. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Like, you know, it's all good. Piano, also a percussion instrument technically. So, you know. Whoa, yeah. It'd be all good. It's basically yeah. the same. It's just, just imagine <laughs> that you have 88 drums, very small <laughs> in front of you. And some of them are white and black, you know, it's all good. Yeah. And your, your wow. fingers are the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> What if, like, if they panned down, he was just playing this piano with little sticks? <laughs> I would love it's that. It's the only he's, way I know. Yeah, it's just how I learned. He's just got yeah. one tape to each of his fingers. Oh. Yeah. Old stick fingers, they call them. Yeah, stick fingers Sam. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're just looking around the bar. There's, like, various, like... The fairly obvious deals taking place, mm. which we are listening in on as the clocks come in. Uh, again, no real sinks. Um, and yeah, Rick is called upon to have a drink with like a group of customers, but uh, the the server guy says that he doesn't drink with anyone. Again, painting his neutrality, he doesn't want to like. Yeah show that he's on the side of basically anyone in the cafe because if he takes a drink with like lots of people of different high statuses come to the cafe all the time as well yeah um and if he was seen drinking with a certain group that would be bad right um yeah it could mm. people could take offense so he tends to stick to himself um and then yeah we meet him uh he's playing chess against like no one <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah here he is, Rick Humphrey Bogart um, in the role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, playing chess against a missing opponent. And um, he's yeah. just that neutral. He can't play against anyone. No, that would be too much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely not. Can't be seen to play chess <laughs> against anyone except myself. Mm. Um, and yeah, a guy like isn't let into the gambling den and tries to like flexes authority being like i'm oh i've been into every gambling den from here to timbuktu and um rick's like i don't care who you are get the hell out <laughs> yeah and um ugati sneaks in here uh while this is happening and comes over to rick and has a chat to him he's sort of a He's like a sneaky guy who gets people visas as well. He steals yeah. visas from people and sells them at like a, a fraction of the price that um, uh, Renault and other people sell visas for. So he like swipes deals out from under people and um, yeah, is sort of like a slimy kind of guy. Uh, but he has come into uh, possession of these documents that the couriers were carrying it's not clear if he killed them but um mm -hmm. if he committed the murder but he has the documents and they are the MacGuffin for the movie they are letters of transit and they are this mythical document that um allows for safe passage to anywhere in occupied europe and france uh etc to like anywhere in the world and they can't be questioned by any kind of authority um, <laughs> no such document exists obviously but no. um but this yeah this is the thing that they're like golden tickets effectively out of mm. world war ii and this terrible situation so they are yeah. very special 
and um, he is stoked to be selling. He wants to sell them tonight so that he can get out of um, Casablanca finally. Uh, and yeah, he'll. He says he's like bought. Uh, <laughs> he's bought his own like letters of transit effectively um, for himself, his own visa for himself. And uh, Rick asks him if he got it from Renault or himself, and he says, uh, "Myself, I found myself much more agreeable," <laughs> <laughs> which is very good. Um, yeah, and yeah, basically, he wants Rick to look after these documents um, and hold them for him for safekeeping while he is in the establishment before he sells them. And that's fair enough. Like, Hmm. and he, Rick is the only person that he trusts again because of his like renowned neutrality. Um, and also because he doesn't like Ugarte. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I know that you won't like screw me over because you don't like me, (laughs) but you might be impressed with me. Is what he says. Um, yeah, he really wants Rick to be impressed by him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does like, he even says like, you despise me, don't you? And then Rick says, um, if I gave you any thought, I would, (laughs) which is damn got him. Um, and yeah, uh, we cut back to, um, the open bar and there is, um, uh, Sam is doing a great version of time by Pink Floyd instead of, uh, (laughs) knock on wood uh which is a song that everyone in the bar is singing along to um yeah and rick swoops through and stores these letters of transit inside the top of sam's piano uh not a great place to sort store something i guess it is a secret kind of place if sam ever does anything with those lower keys um <laughs> we're in trouble <laughs> yeah you don't want these incredibly important documents falling around inside the piano. Just yeah, for, for notes. Munched up. <laughs> yeah, not a great plan, but never mind. Um, uh, yeah, we get uh, Signor Ferrari coming in, um, who is like Rick's uh, business rival, I guess. He owns another bar here in mm. Casablanca, the Blue Parrot. And yeah, he's head of head of or like a black market bigwig type um, coming in. He's a big guy. He's got a fez. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> yeah. He basically comes in like pretty regularly, it would seem, to try and buy the bar and also like buy Sam as an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. And like they make a joke about like they make a very awkward joke about human trafficking, <laughs> um, mm. which is pretty brutal. Uh, but like, again, true, probably of the time. But hey, uh, uh, Rick doesn't outwardly say no to this and he's like oh we should go ask sam if he wants to go and sam makes excuses for not to leave he's like oh ferrari would pay you like twice what i pay you and he's like i haven't got to the time to spend the money that i get here you know he's like well there you go you heard it from him mm. sam does a lot of this like i'm lying to protect like just sh- because i love rick so much but i'm not that good at lying mm. <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, too busy to spend money it's not because I yeah. like Rick. No, it couldn't possibly be that. Ah. That's not fair to say. It's only 1942, <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we go into um, a great gig, like right at the end of time here, as uh, basically Ferrari hasn't been, has been rebuffed. Um, mm. And 
we've got um uh Yvonne, I think her name is. Uh, it's like Rick's yeah. immediately dumped girlfriend. <laughs> um <laughs> Who is, like, here, like, just drinking herself silly because Rick is ignoring her and uh, basically trying to brush her off. Um, yeah, Rick is an incredibly, like, guarded and person. He'd be a terrible person to try and date. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Yvonne is really feeling it and gets uh, basically escorted home in a cab by the bartender here. But I think she's just here to introduce how, like, messed up Rick is. <laughs> um, yeah. Really. How, like, he? it seems like at this stage he doesn't really care for people. He's just all cynicism, all sarcasm all the time, you know? Mm. Um, and that's sort of his deal. Yeah. As this um, is happening, uh, we see that Louis Renault or Louis. I just call him Louis, I think, for the rest of my notes. Um, the chief of police guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, is sitting outside and these guys are like weirdly even though they're like pretty much opposites in terms of roles they're pretty good friends um, because well they just like hang out together and interact have been interacting for a long time together so they have this mm. sort of rapport um, and yeah they have a chat as they watch the plane to Lisbon taking off and they're like ah oh, I think you'd want to go on that plane blah 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 um and yeah, they um, go on inside and there's because there's a big win at the um, uh, gambling tables, which Rick has to sort out with a payment from the safe. And uh, <laughs> the police chief, again, just like wanders on through and follows him around, I guess, because no one can stop him. Um, yeah. But yeah. And yeah, he's uh, he, they go like walk and talk and. Louis reveals that they're going to do the arrest at the club and uh, to like prove himself to the major is like this hot shot. He's like waited to do it here on purpose. And mm. um, uh, Rick states that he won't interfere in whatever is going on. So he says that he doesn't stick his neck out for anyone um, is a recurring thing here. Like that, that's mm. like very much his character. Yeah. You don't even see his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden underneath that tie. Uh, mm. <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah. Louis just like wants to make extra sure and warn him um, because he, he he like gives an extra warning being like, we know the visas are sold here, but we haven't arrested you because we know that you have never sold one. Mm. And he says um, that the character that they're arresting that uh, he's worried about the um, the arrest being made because a high-profile target of the Third Reich is coming as well, Victor Laszlo, um, who will be wanting to buy those exit visas um, and cannot be allowed to leave Casablanca, um, basically. Yeah. And Laszlo is described here. He is a uh, Sheikh resistance leader and fugitive from a a, a a concentration camp he fled that mm. and like ran across the country and has evaded arrest or evaded capture by the nazis on three separate occasions so he's this like hero of the resistance basically yeah um who is uh, arriving in casablanca tonight and rick is like oh well uh it's, it's, I bet you'll put on a good show, but he's definitely going to escape because he's escaped three times already. So, 
you know, and so they make a friendly wager of 10,000 francs that um, Rick bets that he'll escape and Louis bets that he won't. Um, and there you go. Uh, hmm. And uh, Louis says that he won't escape because he's traveling with a lady. And he's like, oh, well, he will just abandon the lady. And uh, Louis is like, I've seen the lady. He's not going to do that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we go into um, money now. And uh, Louis is, yeah, he's warning, basically warning Rick because he s- suspects that at heart, he's a sentimentalist, his mm. words. But he like has this like cool demeanor and is um, uh, outwardly neutral on all matters and doesn't stick his neck out for anyone. But um, he suspects that secretly he's a big softie because of two separate things. Um, Basically, he um, ran guns to uh, Ethiopia during the Ethiopian war uh, Mm. and also fought on uh, the, the losing side in the Spanish Civil, Civil War. In fact, both of those sides were the losing side. Um, mm. And so, because of that, he suspects that um, he wants to help those in need, basically, uh, as, a, as a character trait, secretly. Um, yeah. Even though he, he acts like he doesn't. Um, and yeah. And Rick neither confirms nor denies, but is interrupted by... Uh, the major arriving at the cafe. Uh, there is a, a really good line from the, the maitre d' guy who <laughs> says, uh, like, I hope you've given him the best table. And the guy says, I've already given him the best table, knowing that he is German and he would take it anyway. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> brutal, but completely yeah. accurate. <laughs> oh, so good. He has Major Strasser down just by looking at him. <laughs> Mm. Uh, hilarious um, and yeah they place um, guards at the door to prevent um, the murderer's escape uh, or the, the person that they're arresting and uh, we see Ugati being uh, called away by police uh, to be arrested basically and he goes and mm. caches his chips because he's been betting on the on the roulette wheel and has done quite well he's made a thousand francs <laughs> So at least like his last moments, he's like had a good good time, had some good luck before his terrible luck, and then um, yeah, he tries to get away uh, from the police and ends up like firing his gun into the crowd and runs over to Rick and begs him to save him, like pulling on his lapels, <laughs> yeah, uh, saying like save me, Rick, and Rick like there's nothing to be done. He's already arrested. Basically the whole place mm. is surrounded and Rick just like doesn't move. Um, but yeah. And Ugati is taken away. In. Yeah. Yeah. Fully in turtles. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, Ugati's taken away and yeah, Rick stops the silence by like getting Sam to start playing. Uh, and yeah, the, the, everything returns to normal as if like nothing had just happened. Um, mm. yeah. Uh, and then uh, they he goes over to meet the Nazis <laughs> um, yeah. at the table uh, because basically because um, Louis like oh come over like uh, I told you he wouldn't like interfere he's there's nothing to worry about Rick um, 
and they very ineloquently like grill him about his past because they know all this mm. stuff about him. They they know all that like war stuff about him, all his previous um, service history, and also um, like know like where his recent whereabouts. They knew that he fled Paris when the um, when the Germans came, the Gestapo came through, and yeah. And he's like, oh, what would you think about Nazis in your beloved Paris? And he's like, I don't really care for Paris. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. So basically they like lay down this warning again, not to interfere with uh, Laszlo, just sort of threatening all this like extra information that they have about Rick being like, nah, don't, don't interfere. Don't fuck with us. Um, Yeah. Bit of posturing. Mm. Uh, And yeah. We go into us and them, and then Laszlo himself arrives. Victor Laszlo and Ilsa. Uh, yeah. His, yeah, his uh, lovely lady friend. And, um, yeah, they walk on in, and Sam immediately recognizes Ilsa and just has this, like, yeah. look of dismay on his face. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> um and yeah, they're looking around for Ugati, who's obviously been carted off shortly before this. Um, and this guy comes over to talk to them. Ber- Berger is his name. And he's just like the most obvious spy that's ever existed. <laughs> um, gets out like his secret decoder ring <laughs> and like <laughs> flashes it. It's so funny. Um, yeah. He's like, at your service, sir. I love you so much. I'll be over at the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy's really silly. Um, mm. But yeah. And then Chief of Police Louis comes over and welcomes Laszlo to Casablanca. Again, very eloquent. Um, he's got more like just banger lines. Um, he says, like to Ilsa, he says, I have heard that the most beautiful woman has come to visit Casablanca. And I see that that was a gross understatement. <laughs> Which oh. is like damn so um, yeah and uh he brings the round of champagne and he says uh that he'll pay for everything and he says oh it's a game that we play they bring me the check and i tear it up it is most convenient <laughs> 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 just such a flex um yeah yeah and he talks about uh rick because they haven't heard of rick and he says that like if he was a woman he would be in love with rick <laughs> <laughs> Which is just such a funny thing to say. And there you go. I love these like, like subtle undertones in this film. Like we just talked about oh, the one yeah. with Sam and now this one. It's like, damn, everyone loves Rick. Yeah, dude. Rick's like this power, like this cool guy. He's the coolest guy. Yeah. You know? That's true. <laughs> like, he's already Humphrey he's, Bogard. Yeah. And then you give him like he's, these Rick lines to say. He is cold as ice. He sticks his neck out for nobody. Mm. He's like James <laughs> Bond, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they should cast Humphrey Bogart as the next James Bond. Oh, wait. Whoa. Hold on. I've just checked the news. Uh, <laughs> not looking good for Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> no, not looking good. Uh, really? <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, so we get uh, Strasser comes over and introduces himself again, like very sketchy, being like, I know who the hell you are, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Laszlo feels safe because apparently because Casablanca is neutral soil and therefore he can't be arrested. 
This is mm. the glaring hole with Casablanca because they would snap this guy up and not give a shit about <laughs> where they were. He's an enemy of yeah. the Third Reich. He would be so dead <laughs> if they found him in this bar. Um, there is no way. <laughs> yeah. Even the playwright was always saying, I think while they were shooting, he's like, no one's asked me about this. No one's asked me about the huge hole in my plot. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting, I guess, until someone says something. <laughs> it's fine. There's a magical document that, like, means they can leave easily. You know, it's all yeah. good. There's this, I reckon, this gaping hole. But, you know, it's fine. This movie might be in the Doctor Who universe. And these magic yeah. papers might be that, like, blank piece of paper they use as a plot device in that. Like, exactly. It shows yeah. whatever you need. That's yeah. the magic paper. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Doctor Who and the magic paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Humphrey Bogart can play the next Doctor Who. No. Oh, wait, I've just checked. Oh, no, oh no. No. Oh, oh, no. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> it hasn't updated in the last <laughs> no. 35 seconds. Oh, he didn't God. get better. <laughs> oh, Humphrey Bogart's back. He's back in yeah, a big he way. Recovered. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That'd be the way to do it, eh? He's back to life after, like, um, yeah. 50 years. Yeah. 60 years. And he's playing Doctor Who and James Bond. God damn. What a powerhouse. Yeah. He's announced yeah. the, like, end credit scene of a um, Marvel movie as well. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. I'm back. I'm back. Here's looking at you, audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, basically, they, at, at very demanding request, uh, make an arrangement for a meeting tomorrow in Louis's office where, like, Laszlo's going to be grilled, basically, about escaping yeah. a concentration camp. So, that'll be a fun meeting. Um, and, yeah, we get another... A performance, uh, a very good performance of uh, Pink Floyd's song here uh, <laughs> by the band, except we've got like a, a lady on acoustic guitar um, playing along with Sam now. Um, she's great. That- she- you go. Oh, she just like, she doesn't have a lot to do in this except play guitar. She does give this fantastic look at the Nazis when they come in for the second time. Uh, mm. Though she just like... Like, does, like, this half smile, half sneer at them while playing. And it's just such a good little piece of acting. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. You, you were saying. Yeah, it's kind of all you can do. I do want to ask as someone who plays the guitar. She's playing this weird, right? Like, her one hand is way too high up the neck of the guitar. Which yeah. is still be getting results. Yeah, you can play, you can do whatever you like. You just get like a different sound depending on where you strum, like if on the, okay. like if you're strumming up the neck, that's fine. A lot of people do that if they uh, have a strap around the guitar, but just because that's like a more natural position for where your hand will be. Um, oh, yeah. But to, to get like more sound out of the guitar, you'd typically play over the hole. But anyway, um, but yeah, like it, it's fine. You can still do that. Um but yeah, it just depends on how long your arms are and how high the guitar is <laughs> in terms of like <laughs> the relation to your body, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, it works out okay. Yeah, but I guess it's, defi- like, it's definitely weird. I will give you that. Yeah, I suppose these days, like a lot of people learn guitar, or like they've seen probably a thousand people playing a guitar before they even pick one up. Like in the old days, you know, there was no 
MTV or yep. YouTube. Like, you're not going to just sit down and watch Ed Sheeran or, like, <laughs> the Ramones. You're going to have to, like, you know, figure out how to play this yeah. guitar and where to put your hands and try to look normal. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. She definitely can play guitar. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, unlike Sam and his piano, like, I think there's no <laughs> faking, like, her playing the guitar. So, mm. you know. It's one of the harder ones to fake, I suppose. Yeah. There's also, like, a full house, like, brass band that gets very little mention. There's, like, three, yeah. like, trombone players and stuff. Like, that's a pretty cool vibe. Um, yeah. Again, if she's playing her guitar in a way that's going to make it way quieter and she's in front of three brass instruments. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you bringing? I don't know. But, I don't know. I like her presence very much so. Yeah, for sure. She's great. Yeah. And I think she's quite famous and uncredited. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uncredited mm. also in this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so much we love cinema. Yeah. There we go. We, we've got to move on. We've got more to say. We've got um, mm. uh, Laszlo going over to meet Berger at the bar, um, talking about the, the papers, etc. And he finds out that Ugati is under arrest. So that's a bust now. Um, and uh, Sam comes over and uh, meets with Ilsa at her request. And uh, he's, like, super awkward trying to, again, mm. protect Rick. He's like, Rick, who who are you talking about? I don't know <laughs> any Rick. Oh, that Rick. Oh, no, he's not here. And he won't be here ever. Uh, he, he's over at the Blue Parrot. He's always over there. He's never here. Go there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and Elsa's like, you're a really bad at this, Sam. Yeah. Um, why don't you do something you're fantastic at and play the piano? Um, why don't you play play it once for old time's sake? Play as time goes by. Um, yeah. As you said last week, no one says play it again, Sam, in this movie, mm. even though that is something that is oft misquoted um, with Casablanca. Um yeah, m most people will yeah. say that and you'd be like, oh, Casablanca. But yeah, no one says it in the movie. So, you know, it's like, no, I am your father uh, mm. in, in Star Wars as well. Like, same kind of thing. Yeah, um, or beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. They never say that in Star Trek or in Casablanca, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> imagine if someone got beamed up in the background of <laughs> Casablanca. <sighs> well, if it's in the Doctor Who universe- yeah. I don't know if they do much beaming in that. Oh, man. The next generation was obsessed with, like, the 1940s and stuff. They were always <laughs> doing this kind of, like, old noir stuff in, in the holodeck episodes. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if someone gets beamed cool. up. Yeah. You know. Uh, but, alas, the only beaming is me watching the movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, me beaming as well because we're getting a lovely rendition of As Time Goes By that we are. Oh, the hearing. song rules. Yeah. The song is so good. It is. It's really lovely. Yeah. Um, like a lot of like, it's like lilting and is in minor key, which is very unusual mm. for like a big hit of the time. Um, it's like a very sad song, um, much like Pink Floyd, honestly, uh, and a lot, yeah. of their, a lot of the tracks on the album. So... That's a like fairly good fit, really. That this is the the matching track. This is the the standout track for the album, uh, for not mm. for the album for the film rather. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for us, we're having um, us and them playing over this, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 
Us and Them could fit because Us and Them is a song that's like exhausted with war. It's, you know, mm. it's like trying to look above the war and point out how silly it is, which is like a prevailing theme in all the characters' heads. Like, yeah, definitely. They're all exhausted with this war. They all know that war, it, like war itself is the true villain. Yeah. So like it kind of works. It just doesn't quite like musically hit any notes at the right times. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no. But that's okay. We we will we will not fault the movie for that. It's not its fault. No, no. Um, so yeah, from here we go to uh, any color you like coming on in, mm. and um, uh, this is when uh, Rick like comes over outraged that um, uh, he's hearing any color you like. I mean, as time goes by, uh, <laughs> he's like, I told you never to play that song. There's no lyrics. No, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, yes, he's very shocked to see Ilsa there. And um, mm. he's like, oh, what the hell? They're just sort of stunned. And then, like, Louis comes back with um, with Victor Laszlo and is trying to make introductions. But, of course, Rick already knows Ilsa. And it's just, yeah, he's like, whoa, what? You guys know each other? And then uh, it's just a series of surprises for Louis, who's, like, sort of narrating what's happening. <laughs> For, <laughs> yeah. for everyone which is very funny um but yeah he breaks precedent by sitting down and having a drink with them and um yeah he's they, he sort of like half reminisces about when he last saw ilsa um says the germans wore gray you wore blue which is just such a good line come on mm. um and yeah he uh pays for the drinks breaking another precedent <laughs> um because Louis's never seen someone buy, seen Rick buy a drink for anyone else, um, mm. and yeah, he's just he's just like, what the hell is going on here? Um, <laughs> and it, and then he's like, well, this has been very interesting, but it's time for everyone to go to bed because there's a curfew, and also I'm the chief of police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny. He like talks a lot about like cab fares and stuff, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's very good. It's like he's saying, like, mm. speak to me, opening titles, you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so they they hit off and um, Rick just, like, is so floored by it. He just sinks down into his chair. And then we see many hours later, he's just sitting in the dark alone, drinking himself silly. Um as Sam, like, comes in to, like, console him. And w we go into um, brain damage. And, yeah, he's just drinking himself towards brain damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to remember. And suddenly this, like, girl has come back into his life. Um, and, yeah. And we get into, like, uh, a flashback of uh, their time together in Paris. His... his lost love ilsa um mm. and yeah he says that he's like waiting for her to come back to the bar and explain like what the hell happened and then yeah we see why because um yeah oh he, we also get the line of all the gin joints in all the world uh and she had to walk into mine um yeah which is another like that's one of the quotes one of the six quotes <laughs> yeah yeah it's in the top God, six. I hope all the writers high-fived after these or something. I hope yeah. they knew they were doing something powerful. Yeah. We need to bring back gin joints, by the way. 
Mm. The more gin joints I can walk into, but it's just going to improve <laughs> my life drastically. Uh, uh, you should build tiny gin joints and attach them to every door, and then you uh, walk into them in order to get to another room. Have a wee sip as you get yeah. in. Take a shot, a gin, as you enter a room. Yeah, yeah there we go. I'm sure that'll work out great. Yeah. They called him James Barron, inventor of gin joints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, we go into this uh, flashback as he's like, we see like the Arc de Triomphe behind them, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, in case you didn't know it was Paris. Um, and yeah, like uh, just going into this this flashback of them uh, for, uh, in love with each other. They haven't like said anything about their pasts to each other and yet they've fallen in love. There's a massive yeah. age difference between them. I think of like yeah. at least like 15 years. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's weird. She's a lot younger than he is. There's a very awkward bit where he asks her like, oh, what were you doing 10 years ago? And she's like, I was getting braces. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> or at least I was. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Um, he's like he talks about how we go into Eclipse and he talks about like he can't believe how lucky he is like why hasn't she got a man already and she says well mm. it's a really simple answer I did and he's dead um, and he's like oh right I forgot we weren't talking about our past ha 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 like <laughs> whoops um, and yeah uh, we're getting the like that we see them like having a wonderful time at the at the bar with sam and then the nazis roll in it's the occupation of uh paris's of occupation of france's beginning and mm. um it's announced and they have to drink all the wine in the bar <laughs> because <laughs> because they're fleeing their country <laughs> um mm. And yeah, uh, just hang out with Sam, who's like, well, this is a good way to spend occupation. And <laughs> that, yeah, that's how we round out playthrough number one over the yeah. heartbeats is like this very awkward situation with these guys just all <laughs> drinking <laughs> in this bar. And um, yeah, uh, we go into playthrough two as um, they're talking about where they want to. Um, what they want to do like they've got to flee the country basically rick has to leave tomorrow because he's wanted he's a wanted man i guess because of his mm. roles in previous wars i don't really know what it is that he did some kind of unknown past thing is haunting yeah him. he can't go back to america it sounds like yeah for some reason again that isn't explained mm. either um he's in he's an expat of some kind but we don't know yeah. what's going on um and yeah uh so he's like we have to leave and she's like oh right yes we um anyway uh <laughs> i'll i've got some stuff that i need to do in the city before we go but i'll definitely catch up with you later bye and then um uh rick says like oh he says that they should get married on the train and she's just like smiling but crying <laughs> about the situation yeah. uh clearly torn up about something not just the the germans coming in and potentially killing them all um mm. and yeah they have a parting kiss and then we go into on the run 
as they're catching the train and then it's pouring with rain. I love this shot mm. at the train station. Oh. It's really, really good. Um, and Sam arrives with his suitcase and he says that he went to uh, Ilsa's apartment and she wasn't there, but there was a note and we get the note uh, explaining that she's like, I'm sorry, but I can't ever see you again. Um, please understand, Go, you've got to go um to keep you safe i love you and that's sort of it um mm. the note is running with the rain which is just such a good shot like the ink is just yeah. pouring off the page as they film it um it just looks wonderful what a good effect yeah um, the, the like power it would have taken to get this like yeah to get that ink to run right but it's still readable get the page to stand still <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's being held in someone's hand um it's wild um looks great uh yeah. and yeah like rick like completely in shock like just jumps on the train and tosses this note away just like can't believe it you know yeah. it's completely blindsided and then, yeah, we cut back to the present day and, yeah, Sam is still trying to take care of him as uh, Ilsa shows back at the cafe, shows herself. She's, like, wrapped up in this white shawl, like, vaguely angelic. Um, yeah. And, yeah, she, like, tries to explain herself, but Rick is belligerently drunk and doesn't want to hear it, like, just been tearing himself up over this over this story that's come back to haunt him like all mm. of a sudden and it's just feeling horrible and is is really really hot nasty to her um yeah uh says like uh she says tries to explain like tells the story and he's like has it got a wow finish you left me <laughs> left me on the train uh my story ended with a wow finish where the guy has no idea just like kicked in the junk and sent on his way or something like that um yeah and uh and uh yeah she tells the story of her moving to paris and falling in love with this um courageous man that she heard so much about blah 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 uh, and yeah, Rick assumes that this is him and he's like, oh, I've heard so many stories like that before and they all end, they all start that way and they all end with somebody like alone. <laughs> and then it's just like, I guess neither one of our stories is very funny. And um, yeah, all the clocks go off. We get, we get like the crash sound just before that and then the clock's going off. Again, nothing really syncing with these guys in, nah. the, in this I watch. Mean- on the run is a song with a wow finish, but that's, that's true. about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, she just runs out like offended by his his drunkenness. And yeah, he just like falls into his hands in despair, basically. It's a very bleak situation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we go to the chief police's office and... Um, Strasser orders the cafe be searched for these papers because he suspects that they're there somewhere because Ugati didn't have them on him when mm. they arrested him. Um, and then we get the interrogation slash meeting of Victor Laszlo and Ilsa who come in. Um, also, yeah, this is in the foreground. We see the um, uh, the young couple that sort of have like a play within, play within a play sort of role coming up later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like that they're introduced so early uh, here, but you would like not even notice. 
Um, right. Yeah. And yeah, so we get like a bit more info about Laszlo. He's been ev- evading the Reich, but uh, trying to capture him. But again, they can't because he's on neutral soil. Again, this isn't a possible thing, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah. They say, like, either way, he's not going to be leaving Casablanca because the only way to leave is to have the visas signed by um, Louis. And he's like, oh, I'm mm. sorry, I'm not going to be doing that. I, I, I fully apologize, but that's just not going to be happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, so the Strasser offers uh, Laszlo a deal that if he gives over the leaders of all the resistance, like all the underground resistance leaders, like across Europe, <laughs> like yeah. their names and locations, he's like, oh, then I'll take you to occupied France where we'll watch over you, but you'll be safe. And it's like, what the, what kind of bargaining chip is that, dude? Mm. Oh, bloody Nazis. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Laszlo obviously refuses this, and he's like, even if you found and killed them all, others would take up, I, others would rise up and take their place. That's how resistance works. Um, yeah, and yeah, they're like, okay, well, we tried. You'd be interested to know that uh, Ugati has been killed <laughs> while in police <laughs> custody, um, and they're like, oh, geez. Um, uh, and yeah, very callously, Louis, that probably is most callous moment in the film. This mm. one scene is he says, yeah, it's like, I haven't decided if it was like resisting or re- arrest or suicide. <laughs> I'm still working on the paperwork. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. dude, oh, um, yeah. you know how you like this guy? Yeah. I, I don't think I do. I'm, I think we need to talk about your friend, Louis. <laughs> yeah, no, that this is bad. This is not good. I'm not going to mm. defend this at all. He shouldn't do this. I'm just saying that by the end of the film, you'll like him. <laughs> okay. You'll like the, the man he secretly is behind all this horrible stuff that he does. <laughs> all right, Gareth? Oh, it's like you're vouching for him to come to a party. It's like, look, by the end of the listen, night, you'll like him. Listen, I know, I know he deals drugs, but <laughs> you know, I know he brings his pyrotechnics to every party, Gareth, but <laughs> I know he did his devil sticks in the hallway last time he was here and they yeah. wrecked everything. But and weren't he you in, his dog. Weren't you impressed, though, when the dog caught the devil stick? It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, great, the the I don't know what you mean no <laughs> <laughs> anyway he does another horrible thing here right at the end of the scene as he is oh, yeah, ex- that's right. yeah he is extorting girls for sex to um give them visas basically <laughs> he's like making deals with uh like women that he finds attractive and then using like his power to give them visas to escape casablanca it's really awful like yeah that is yeah absolutely condemnable (laughs) oh gosh anyway it's wild as well that this got past like the strict censorship of movies back then like because this is just an upsetting idea yeah they like had to remove every um all the hints that Rick and um as uh, Rick and Elsa may have had sex, yeah, but they kept this, yeah, uh, the way worse thing, yeah, right. Like that yeah. says a lot about the time, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How chaste like sex is in America. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we get into time solo as um, Rick goes to the Blue Parrot to visit Ferrari again, um, talking about business. 
like the shipment of goods. Presumably, they are both supplied by the same person in Casablanca for like how they run their bars and mm. they have a chat. And they have a fairly frank conversation where Ferrari, like, calls him out. He's like, I think you have those letters of transit there, Rick. And I'd be willing to sell them for you for a small fee, of course. Um, <laughs> consummate businessman Ferrari. Just oh, such yeah. a guy. Um, and Rick's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here uh, at the cafe while they're looking for those um those letters of transit, man, I don't know if they'll find them. Um, so yeah, the, the police are like ransacking his camp cafe. And as he leaves, uh, Laszlo is like coming in to bargain for a visa, um, with Ferrari and Rick just like tells him where he is like straight up, which is so funny. Uh, he's like, yeah, this is the big guy at the bar. He's like, he didn't even ask, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, and yeah, Rick goes over to uh, Ilsa, who's like shopping in the market, uh, and the salesman like progressively drops his price quickly because the more he yes. realizes how close Ilsa is to Rick, which is so funny. <laughs> like he starts yeah. by like ripping her off, and he's like, "Oh, for a friend of Rick's, we could do two hundred francs." And he's like, "Oh, for a very special friend of Rick's, we could do a hundred francs." <laughs> And, and he's like, just getting ignored the whole time. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> love. Oh, he's fantastic. And then, yeah, he like, once he like misjudged the relationship completely, he's like, oh, actually, I've got something else I could show you. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and yeah, we get into a uh, great gig as these guys have a chat again uh, after Rick has sobered up significantly and he's like, hey, I want to know what happened. I'm really sorry about last night. He doesn't apologize, actually. Mm. He says, I was in a bad state last night or something. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to tell you now um, because you're completely changed from the man that I knew when you were in Paris. And she couldn't possibly tell this Rick. She could only tell the Rick she knew then, basically. Um, yeah. And yeah, she's like, we should just stay away from each other. I'll be leaving soon anyway. And we can just remember the good days that we had together rather than the time in Casablanca. Um, and yeah. Uh, and Rick, again, still like hurt and chagrined. He's like, oh, well, you'll leave Laszlo eventually. Uh, like, just like you did me. You, that's how you are. And she's like, no, no, no. I won't leave Laszlo. He's my husband. And he was my husband even when we were together in Paris. And Rick's like, what? Like, dumbfounded. Yeah. Um, brutal. Like, another, like, haymaker, basically, to his psyche. Um, but anyway, she goes in to meet with Ferrari and Laszlo there. And um, he's saying that it may be possible, while it's impossible to get uh, Victor a... Um, a like papers to get out and maybe possible for Ilsa and Victor's all for it. But Ilsa's like, no, you stayed behind for me many times, like risking your life uh, mm. because we were on the run. Um, not the song. <laughs> and yeah, he like, why didn't when like when I was holding you up, why didn't you leave me? And he's like, oh, you know, something, something always delayed me basically. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, we're looking for two passports to get out. Two letters of transit is the only way we get out of here. And Ferrari's like, well, that's all right. I'm glad. I'm sorry. And he says, uh, I've got a piece of information for you, even though 
Uh, I, it serves me no purpose to give you this information because I can't possibly <laughs> profit from it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the those letters of transit from the couriers weren't on Ugati, weren't on Ugati's body when he died, and that Rick is the person to go to. Um, so uh, we'll cut to Rick's, uh, mm. where the pickpocket is back and doing his thing just like as a fun background character and uh strasser and the germans roll in and rick is again drinking himself silly like drinking out of his out of his own merchandise um uh the waiter comments that he's becoming his own best customer <laughs> which i think is very good and yeah. um yeah louis comes over and outright asks rick about if he has the letters of transit, he's like, do you have those letters of transit? And Rick is like, are you uh, Vichy French or free French? Uh, basically asking what side uh, Louis is actually on suspecting mm. that like he's playing both sides. Um, and Louis is like, Oh, good answer. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so we go into um, money and there's a fight breaking out at the bar between a Frenchman and a German. Um, again, there's like two, like <laughs> in full uniform uh, officers yeah. in the army, like on op- complete opposite sides of the war are like side by side at the bar. Um, bizarre. And yeah, the- a fight breaks out between them to which um, Rick kicks both, both of them out um, saying like no politics in my bar. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious um and strasser sees this and he's like well you can see like this bar has to be shut down because pete there are french people here <laughs> expressing their opinions <laughs> and um louis like well we can't stop people's we can't regulate people's feelings <laughs> is what he says <laughs> um and strasser implies that it would be dangerous for victor victor laszlo to both stay and leave Casablanca if you get yeah. my meaning. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we get like into this play within a play sort of situation um, where the girl that we saw earlier in um, the police station comes over to Rick and she is uh, being extorted. She's the one being extorted by Louis um, for the visa and is asking Rick, like pleading with Rick to like, determine if louis is true to his word and that he will give her a visa if she sleeps with him (laughs) it's really (laughs) horrible um Mm. and rick like is sort of defeated um and says like he's always kept his word before like even though it's like a horrible thing that he knows that this guy does he's like yeah he'll do it but um and she asks him uh, if you loved someone very much so that your happiness was the only thing she wanted so that your happiness was the only thing she wanted in the world and she did a bad thing to make certain that that happiness would stay, would you do it? Um, so the implication here being like uh, someone did something horrible to protect someone that they love, you know? Yeah. Um, an important plot point you could say uh, <laughs> and rick says that no one's ever loved him that way so he's never had to think about it um and yeah, yeah. that's classic uh, um classic bit of classic story writing and that you have the b yeah. plot 
speak the like lesson of the a plot to the character in the a plot exactly and they're just like what the fuck what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but yeah he proves uh how he really feels because um he goes over to the gambling den and uh rigs the roulette game basically there's a a special button or something on the roulette yeah, wheel. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. There's uh, some kind of magnet contraption that makes it land on 22 and, uh, yeah, makes it so that her husband wins um, at the gambling so that they can buy the visas rather than be extorted for them. Mm. <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, everyone's stoked about it, except for Louis, who clocks this immediately, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the bar staff are like cheering for him, basically saying that he's done this wonderful thing. He's like no longer this Grinch who uh, <laughs> his icy heart melted and he's actually helped someone for fucking once. <laughs> um, and yeah, the bar staff like can't believe it. They come over and give him hugs and stuff. And yeah, Louis comes over to him and he's like, I see you are a rank sentimentalist, you bastard. <laughs> um and he's like, I'll forgive you this time, but I'll be coming in with a very cute blonde tomorrow <laughs> and you better leave her alone. It's like, dude, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, there's sort of an implication here that like he doesn't mind that this has happened and Rick is like doing the right thing. And he does. He knows exactly what Rick has done, but again, doesn't mm. arrest him like. He could arrest him, like, immediately for this, uh, for all kinds of, like, trumped up charges, but doesn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on in that little sequence. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, Laszlo comes over to Rick at the bar and they go up to his office where um, Laszlo's, like, trying to buy these letters of transit and Rick's like, No fuck off i'm not selling them to you (laughs) even if i had them i wouldn't sell them to you at any price and um when laszlo's like why dude um he's like you should ask your wife um which is cryptic and mean um (laughs) yeah the perfect combo yeah so yeah it's still not good it's like after doing that really nice thing Rick has not learned his lesson <laughs> at all. Yeah. Still not willing to do the noble thing. Still burned by uh, Ilsa. He goes, they go, they go back downstairs because there's some kind of disturbance as the Germans have stolen Sam's piano, <laughs> apprehended mm. the piano, piano napped, um, <laughs> and uh, singing a song, uh, The Watch on the Rhine, um, like a German nationalist song. Um, and they're belting it out. And uh, Laszlo immediately goes over to the band and requests that they play uh, La Marseille, um, the French national anthem. And yeah. uh, Rick gives the nod, like a go ahead kind of thing for this. And yeah, Laszlo starts singing the song and eventually the whole bar starts singing La Marseille and drowning out this The Watch on the Rhine song which is such a powerful mm. scene in Casablanca yeah like just it, the whole bar singing the French national anthem while France is occupied in in World War Two. it's like it's yeah. really really good and we are drowning it out with Pink Floyd <laughs> I know 
Uh, yeah, the fact it's happening during this actual war is amazing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the fact that the whole point is it's a band drowning out another band for all the right reasons, and we're <laughs> drowning it out for the oh. silliest reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Oh, never mind. We're getting Us and Them again. So, yeah. like, at least we're getting, like, the iconic scenes on Us and Them playing, so that's working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we get the like short, sharp shock sort of sequence over this as well, over them belting out this lovely story, mm. which I guess it would be for the Germans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, very like put out by all of this, Major Strasser is like, well, fuck these guys. I'm closing the cafe. <laughs> Demands that Louis close the bar down and- and he's like, well, find a reason to do so because he's all pissed off about getting his song drowned out. And, um, like, yeah, he so Louis moves, springs into action, shuts the bar down for illegal gambling taking place there. And, like, I love that he is giving this explanation and then someone runs in and gives him his winnings from the, yeah. from the gambling. And he's like, oh, thank you very much. Everyone go. <laughs> it's so funny. Such a good yeah. bit. Oh, my God. It's very silly and a little out of, like, the film's tone, but it is. Yeah. I think it's also because it's happening in this, like, very kind of all is lost moment of the film as well. It's a very Definitely. good undercut. Yeah, it's very, very funny. I, I love that part. Um, and, yeah, uh, everyone leaves. While everyone is leaving, um, Strasser goes over and, like, threatens Ilsa with basically the three options that Laszlo is currently faced with if he would in charge. Um, they can take the deal and go to occupied France under observation. Um, Laszlo gets put into a, a concentration camp or uh, the streets of Casablanca are very, very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> AKA we'll kill him. Um, so not great options for Elsa. No. Very threatening. Um, nasty guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. There we go. We go into any color you like as they go up to their like hotel room. And uh, Laszlo's like, well, I'm going to go off to my underground secret meeting of resistance <laughs> fighters. And she's like, don't do that. <laughs> that is very <laughs> dumb. I've just heard that you're going to be killed <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> and he's like, well, I could. I could cower here or I could continue being brave as I've always done and, and keep fighting. And she's like, you're going to fight no matter what I tell you, huh? Um, and yeah, uh, he comes over and, uh, talks about the letters, uh, that Rick refused to sell saying, mm. ask, ask your wife. And Elsa's like, Oh, uh, and, <laughs> um, Laszlo does pry into what that relationship was. He's like, clearly there's like some kind of past there. Is there anything you wish to tell me? He goes full fucking Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, she's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. And like looks into his eyes and says like, it doesn't matter. And she, he's like, yep, that's all you needed to say. Like, mm. he just says like, I will believe you now. Like there's, it doesn't like clearly something happened, but if you don't want to talk about it and it doesn't matter now, that's all I needed to hear, you know, which is like very noble, really. Like, yeah. And yeah. So he goes off to his um, resistance meeting and she sneaks out to go and see Rick to try and get the <laughs> papers. Um, 
uh, like appearing in his uh, office by like climbing mm. through the window. Not sure how she manages this. It is the second story, but fair enough. Um, anyway, she got beamed up. Oh, she gets beamed up. Beam yeah. me up, Scotty. That's what she says. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. up, up one story, please, Scotty. Can you beam me <laughs> yeah. up that far? Um, beam me up, then stop beaming me up pretty quickly. Very quickly. How accurate is your meta transporter, Scotty? Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we go into um, brain damage as uh, they are like arguing about these letters. Um, still, he still won't give over the transit letters. Um, even the, when she like appeals to his sense of uh, nobility and that um, like they're both fighting on the same side. Like mm. he's fought for the underdog before. Why can't he now? That kind of thing. And um, yeah, Rick is very callous and still says like he won't believe anything she says at this point because she'd say anything to get the letters of transit. So even if she told the full story now, he wouldn't believe it. Um because he's too burnt. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So she uh, calls him a coward and a weakling um, who has abandoned all hope. And and he looks out only for himself. He's become this like shell of a man. And she says, if you don't help, then Victor will die in Casablanca. And he's like, what of it? I'm going to die in Casablanca. It's a bloody <laughs> good spot for it. It's like, jeez, dude. Um and he bloody proves it as well because she points a gun at him um, mm. being like, I'll shoot you if you don't give me those papers. And he's like, let me make it easy for you. And he like walks right into the barrel um, and says, go ahead and shoot. You'd be doing me a favor. It's like, whew, man, mm. when you he got it bad. He loved Ilsa. Uh, and yeah, she like can't believe it and lowers the gun and confesses her love for rick basically says yeah. that she still loves him even now and yeah he still loves her and they embrace each other and then um yeah she uh we go into like the final stretches of brain damage into eclipse and she ex we finally get the explanation as to what happened with her in mm. france um and she's like in love with Rick still and is belting out all this information again. Like he said that he wouldn't believe her, but he fully believes her, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So when she was with Rick in, in Paris, uh, she thought that her husband, Victor Laszlo had died in a concentration camp. He'd been mm. arrested, taken to a concentration camp in the night and two months into that, she thought that he had been shot trying to escape. And then, like, distraught, she uh, met Rick and truly did fall in love with him. Um, and she kept uh, her marriage to Victor a secret uh, because he she had all these kinds of secrets. And she kept it a secret from everyone, not just from Rick. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, he had all these government secrets. And if they found out that they were together, then, like, she would be tortured. Rick would be tortured, like all kinds of stuff, you know, mm. they couldn't let that. They were protecting each other. Um, and yeah. And she found out that Victor was alive the day before the Germans marched into Paris and he was like outside of town and had to go and see him. And yeah, that's why she left the note so that Rick would go on the train to protect him. Um, because he would have stayed 
regardless. If she hadn't shown, like, if she had said, if she had said that she wouldn't go, he would have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to tell him that she was going and then give him the note so that they, so that he would go and protect himself and not be killed by Germans. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause she genuinely did love him. So yeah. No, yeah. It's very sad. Um, it's like when you have to yell at a dog to stop it eating chocolate, you know? Exactly. The dog hates you for it. Yeah. I get it, dog. I love eating chocolate, but yeah. it's not good for you. It's not good for your little <sighs> dog. Right? Yeah. You'll never be able to catch a devil stick if you're sick from chocolate. Exactly. Get on that train, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the train away from the chocolate that's marched into Dogtown. <laughs> Oh my god. We have a very different view of what happens in Casablanca, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> At least if a dog watches Casablanca, doesn't notice that it's not in colour. Yeah, that's true. That is good. Perfect. Yeah. Did you see the ads for... Have you seen the ads for colour Casablanca? What? They, they So they put it out in colour in the 80s, and this amazing ad, it's on YouTube, wow. of... They show a um, test audience, like a focus group, watching two TVs at the same time. Whoa. A very Sink Floyd concept. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they track which one the two people, the crowd of people look at more. And it's like, wow. nine out of ten people looked more at the color version. And well, then these, like, duh. Corn dog people, like, man on the street interviews <laughs> afterwards are like, yeah, I thought I wouldn't like it in color. But I, I did. And then one person's just like, it's a great movie. And it's like, you didn't like it in colour. Yeah. You're, they're just looking at the more novel thing, regardless yeah. of, like, whether it's better or not. They've seen one of them before, you yeah. know? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they should have gotten, like, people who had never seen, e like, the movie before <laughs> into, the, yeah. into the studio, you know? Ugh. Yeah. There's no accounting then, even for Even then, taste. two TVs, 80s TVs oh, next yeah. to each other. Yeah. The perfect way. to look at the bright colour. The perfect way to watch Casablanca for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Take the Casablanca challenge, folks, and yeah. watch it on two TVs, one in colour. Yeah, one in colour, one in black and white, and one with Pink Floyd playing instead of <laughs> <Yeah>. the sounds. <laughs> oh, God. That's the only way oh. to do it. Yeah. That's the Sink Floyd cut of Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> And it gets real confusing when the national anthem scenes play the dual anthems. Mm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rick, Rick asks, like, after hearing all this, he's like, So what now? And she doesn't know what she wants to do. She knows that she's in love with Rick and she can't bring herself to leave him again because she yeah. is very much in love with him. And um, yeah, sh she asks him to do the thinking for both of them as. We have the heartbeats between the albums coming in for the third play. Here we go. And mm. Rick agrees to um, to do it. He'll do the thinking for both of them. He's looking at you, kid. Um, yeah. Right at the end of the album. Let's go. Play through three. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see uh, Laszlo like come into the bar. He's like narrowly, narrowly evaded arrest um as the underground meeting was uh, raided by police as mm. you would expect it's very dangerous yeah. on the streets of casablanca gareth um mm. and yeah they are hiding at this at rick's uh, empty rick's and um yeah rick gets the waiter um carl to uh, take ilsa away take her home 
and he's like, I'll, I'll sort it all out. It's all good. Um, I'll, uh, what does he say? I'll get, he's like, I'll give the, pa- he, I think he promises to give the papers to Laszlo and she'll stay here with him. I think is what he says here. I don't, I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, because he's telling a lot of people a lot of different things. Yeah, there's a lot of like yeah. web of lies sort of stuff happening now um, in order to get the plan in motion. Um, mm. He's doing the thinking for everyone, Gareth. Um, yeah. And yeah, we go into Breathe and uh, Laszlo talks to Rick and he says like that they mutually love the same girl, uh, Ilsa. And it like he doesn't like pry into like their relationship or anything. And he's like, "What well, you should, like, you may not like me, um, but you should at least give the letters of transit to her so that she can be safe. There's no reason for, like, to punish her. Um, you should, like, let her go. So he's saying, like, he's willing to sacrifice his own freedom and life mm. to let her go free in spite of, like, all those times that, like, well, like, he has waited for her and got her all the way to Casablanca and um yeah he's willing to like sacrifice himself um it's crazy great like very true love kind of thing um yeah what a dude yeah and uh Rick is still being very cagey doesn't let on anything about um Elsa being up in his room or whatever and yeah uh yeah the police burst in to arrest Laszlo on some bullshit charge that we don't even know. Like the policeman's <laughs> like, they're like, we've got a warrant for your arrest. And he's like, on what charge? And he's like, ah, oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and yeah, Rick says, it appears that destiny has taken hand. <laughs> it's like, okay, dramatic. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Rick goes to Louis the next day. Uh, Laszlo's in prison. And he's trying to persuade Louis to release Laszlo from prison uh, in order to uh, set him up for this bigger crime. Basically, his plan here is that they do like a sort of sting operation where Louis releases him and then um, arranges for him to buy the uh, Rick arranges for him to buy the letters of transit from him. And then, uh, Louis swoops in and arrests him on the charges of um, the murders of the couriers because he's in possession mm. of these letters. Um, so, and that would very much impress uh, the major because there'd be this huge arrest and there'd be be all over the papers that this freedom fighter was arrested for the murder of the um, the Germans and he got punished like in the most severe way imaginable. So, yeah. it would be this huge spectacle kind of thing. To make Louis look really good. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but why would you be doing this? Like, what do you have to gain from this situation? Because um, he knows Rick too well. Again, is very suspicious of him. And uh, yeah, Rick assuages his fears by saying that um, he would be um, taking the opportunity to use the letters for himself to um, whisk uh, Ilsa away from Casablanca. Um, and away from Laszlo because he's in love with her and doesn't want like Laszlo's the last person he wants to see in America is what he says. Yeah. Like, well, why would you take Ilsa? And he's like, well, I'm worried about her safety because of what she knows about Laszlo. And so I'll protect her that way, you know, like, so there, so yeah. Um, and Rick's like, I'll make the deal with Laszlo in the cell here. 
I'll go in right now. And Louis like, great. Okay. I agree. He thinks it's an incredibly devious plan. Um, mm. And he says uh, that he'll really miss Rick uh, because he's the he's the the only one with less scruples than himself. In Casablanca is what he says. <laughs> Keeping Oof. to his word, uh, Rick goes to the Blue Parrot and he sells the cafe to Ferrari and all the staff and everything. Like sells everything over and like negotiates the contracts. Um, Sam gets 25% of the business, um, boss, and also yeah. all of his staff keep their jobs. Double boss. <laughs> this dude rules. What a great employer. Um, yeah. Man, looking after everybody out in Casablanca. Shout outs to Rick. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Ferrari's like, yeah, sweet. All good. I'll I'll take care of the cafe. I can't believe that you're leaving, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's a wrap on uh, Ferrari. Um, yeah, end of every scene he's in, he swats a fly. Yes, it's true. What is the deal with that? I love it. It's he's just like this portly businessman who's swatting flies constantly. <laughs> uh, he's got like some kind of um, like peanuts character curse where he's constantly surrounded <laughs> by flies. Yeah, it's the same fly. The fly just keeps like it's a building its strength up. Yeah, yeah. it's his, it's his companion. He's been cursed by a, a demonic fly. Oh. Who just follows yes. him everywhere. Whispers sweet nothings into his ear. <laughs> yeah. Helps him fall asleep, but you know. Yeah. At what cost? Yeah. You can read more about it in my uh, book adaptation of Casablanca called Ferrari's Fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I loved the chapter from the point of view of the swatter. That was very much needed. <laughs> there were five more, but they got cut. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we go to the closed cafe, um, as Louis arrives and Rick is like stashing the letters of transit away in the envelope and we like are finishing up on the run for this as we get the crash mm. sound, um, coming in when again, not really sinking. He's just, they're just having a chat. He reveals that, uh, he hid the letters in the piano and he's like, Oh, never would have thought to search the piano when we're searching your entire cafe. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, yeah, in the silence between the crash sound and the clocks going off, uh, Laszlo and Ilsa arrive. And uh, yeah, Rick assures Ilsa that they'll tell Laszlo that she's staying behind uh, on the tarmac at the airport to give him less time yeah. to think about it. Um, and she's like, okay, good. Um, and yeah, we get all the clocks going off. And yeah, the deal is about to go down. The fake deal. Louis is hiding in the office. And uh, as they're like handing over the papers, Louis comes down to arrest Laszlo, uh, Victor, Laszlo rather. And um, yeah, all is planned. But Rick does the switcheroo and points a gun at the completely unarmed chief, chief of police <laughs> who is out here making arrests. Um but yeah, points a gun at his friend and is like, well, a friend, um, and <laughs> yeah, forces him to assist in their escape. He's like, go and call the um, the airport and tell them that we're coming and that there's not to be any trouble. And uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's really, really funny because he says, he like, he's pointing this gun at him and um, he's like, sit down over there. I don't really want to shoot you, etc. And then- 
<laughs> Louis says, under the circumstances, I will sit down. <laughs> uh, very good. He's just such an eloquent guy. And um, yeah, that little line just, to, you know, I've still got the power. Yeah. I'll sit down. That's fine. Um, mm. And yeah, like he's making the call and uh, <laughs> Rick tells him, remember, this gun is pointed right at your heart. And Louis says, that is my least vulnerable spot. <laughs> 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 so good. Um, and yeah, so they roll on in on the airport. It's a foggy, foggy filled night out here as the plane is still taking off. Uh, well, we're coming into land from Lisbon. Um, and yeah, we're getting time. The verse coming in as everyone is getting out of the car. Um, they instruct, uh, Rick instructs Louis to go and fill in the letters as uh, Victor Laszlo has run over to like hail the plane, I guess. I don't really know what he's up to. Um, yeah. I guess like put the bags on the plane. Um, yeah. He instructs Louis to um, fill in the papers and says to put in the names Mr. and, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. V- Victor Laszlo. Uh, yeah, she's like, what? That's not what we agreed. And, uh, yeah, Rick gives this wonderful, uh, impassioned speech, um, about how she would, uh, regret staying here. It's, it's a classic lot. It's a classic, uh, monologue. I'm not going to do it for you. Um, but (laughs) yeah, it's really, really good. The, um, there's another like little cutaway line to Louis who's filling in these, um, papers where he says like we would uh if you stay here we'd both both be put into uh concentration camp right louis and louis like i'm afraid major strasser would insist <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah again very funny um such but, yeah. a polite way to say about the worst possible yeah thing. you'd be put into a concentration camp yeah um mm. and yeah she he's saying that yeah you really regret if you stayed uh, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. And also, we'll always have Paris. We've got all the quotes now, I think. That's all the six, yeah. probably. Um, I didn't know. Like, I knew we'll always have Paris, but I liked way more the line after where it's like, we didn't have it until last night and now yeah. we have it back. Yeah. It's so sweet. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing the whole thing is really beautifully written and she's just sort of like shocked and cuz she mm. didn't know this whole thing. Um yeah. But yeah, um he sort of like tricked both of them into thinking that like the other one would be going. <laughs> um and then they end up both going. Um and yeah, he is the hero at the end of the day. Um and yeah, he get, delivers a final catchphrase, "Here's looking at you, kid." Um and yeah, Laszlo comes back and he does reveal to her that um, Ilsa came asking for the letters to try and convince him to hand them over. And says he says, like, she's uh, said that she was still in love with him, with Rick, um, and he let her pretend that. But yeah, it, it was long ago and there's nothing now. Um, and yeah, he hands them letters and Laszlo's like, thanks him and welcomes him back to the fight fighting the good fight against yeah. the nazis because he is he's a hero for helping him escape um and yeah they get on the plane and say goodbye um yeah as pink floyd agree they say thought i had something more to say <laughs> as we get the <laughs> tempo change in time as they're getting on the plane um and yeah there's a little back and forth between louis and um and rick here 
he says that like he knew that uh, he like just from the way she was talking, he figures that um, Ilsa didn't know that she was going to be going on the plane and was lying about the reasons why she was going. Basically, like she knew that. Mm. Um, yeah, he he could tell that she uh, was definitely in love with Rick, um, and yeah, was lying about being okay about leaving and. Uh, yeah, he says, it's going to be very unpleasant for both of us now. You realize that, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> um, and right on cue, um, Strasser arrives in his car. And he's like, what the fuck? What's going on here? And, uh, he's like, Louis like, well, uh, Victor Laszlo's on that plane taking off. Um, and Strasser's is like, what? And he's like, you should ask Mr. <laughs> Rick about that. And then, um, he goes over to like call it in to, I guess, the rest of the the group of Nazis or whatever. And Rick warns him that he'll shoot him and Strasser doesn't give a shit. And then he gets shot. <laughs> so there you go. Rick shoots him in the chest right at the end of time. Hell yeah. And we go into great gig mm-hmm. for the rest of the film um, as, yeah, like police rush in as they hear this gunshot and rush over to see. Strasser did and Louis as chief of police says um, Major Strasser has been shot and then he says round up the usual suspects which is and they exchange this look him and Rick where instead of arresting Rick he's saying what he always says in these situations and just rounds up like a bunch of criminals off the street you know rounds up a bunch of random people like he always does. Um, protecting Rick in this final moment, even though Rick like pointed a gun at him and made him do all this stuff. And Mm. yeah. And yeah, he walks over to the desk after, after major Strauss's body is carried away by the policeman and says uh, that Rick has not only become a sentimentalist, but he's become a bloody patriot. (laughs) Um, He can't believe it. And he fills up this glass with Vichy water um, representing Vichy France and then uh, tosses the bottle. He says, uh, he says, I think uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Basically he's like, sounds about right to me. And then like, he throws that bottle into the bin and kicks it, <laughs> which I found very yeah. funny. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty obvious metaphor. <laughs> yeah, mm. That he that is, close stuff and everything. Yeah. Like he is either abandoning like that alliance in like, he's abandoning that side and going over to the underground or he always was and was like sort of underground and letting things slip. But it's, yeah. it's not entirely clear, but like he was, he's definitely on the goodies side at the end of the movie, you know, in spite yeah. of all the horrible shit that he did. But <laughs> yeah, he, he made the right call in this last minute. Um, and yeah, and they just walk out into the fog together and he suggests that they run away and join the Free French, the underground um, French alliance, you know, um, mm. the resistance. And it, uh, Rick is like, we? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and they talk about their bet because Laszlo got away. Um, and he's like, well, you winning the bet, that should pay for our expenses and our trip to France. And he's like, well, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, actually, is what he says. There you go. Mm. 
And that's the final line of the movie is they walk off as friends. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Title card is beginning the the great gig vocals washing over us like waves, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's not the... It is the end, but... It is. Okay. Season 9, episode, like, 22 Mm. of The Simpsons... Okay. ...features... Bart and Lisa digging up the alternative ending to Casablanca. <gasps> what? Where, where um, Louis then pulls a gun on Rick. <laughs> no! Sam's there playing the piano, <laughs> goes, look at how Ricky's packing, kills him with the piano, then Hitler's in the piano, but then Alza lands and um, <laughs> Hitler gets exploded by his own grenade within the piano. Wow. And they get married. Now, you may be like, why is Gareth explaining the joke from a Simpsons episode? It's because I then had that queued up and continued watching (laughs) with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon playing. Yes. Um, Very sad to report, no additional syncs to be found in that ending. No, it doesn't sync with the end of Great Gig. Nah, a little bit more Great Gig. Like, Great Gig's still happening when it ends. Oh, okay. Maybe... You get a little more piano when you see Sam play a piano, but yeah, sorry to report. Oh, well. Yeah, Never that's mind. why they buried that ending. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you think? How did it sink? <laughs> <laughs> oh, overall? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my little A4 of notes, mm-hmm. which does look insane, especially where I had to draw Peter Laurie to remember which character he was. Yeah. Um. There's more notes about the plot than there is of Sinks. Is yeah. In fact, I filled in the sync side with more notes on the plot, which I never do. Damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's we've had a few thematics, but yep. other than that, I'm thinking it's pretty low. There's some. There's some nice ones, like the things mm. with like like the major plot points happening on us and them both times is good. Mm. Uh, there's like. He says, I forgot to mention this earlier, but he does say he is looking at you, kid, right as the album ends twice. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. So that's a pretty yeah. big one. Uh, but like beyond oh, that. And Us and Them does say it's a battle of words when they're doing their battle of the national anthems. Yeah, that's true. Actually, this might be a strong turnaround. Nah, I, I still think it's not very high. There's really not that many. Yeah. And like- yeah it's just it's just too few and far between there were the mm. ones that we got were good but like yeah no it's not it's not high i would say like two probably yeah. two or one <sighs> yeah let's go for a two but i'm picturing it it's in it's in the top of the twos okay cool yeah the tippy top twos <laughs> tippy top twos Ooh. <laughs> on the tippy top of your tippy toe um yeah there you go casablanca a classic covered yeah we're all wrapped up in our casa blanket no nice and warm what are we doing yeah, off mic we had a race to see who was going to say that joke and we both <laughs> forgot took to the end of the show <laughs> oh god uh so what's happening now next week old uh gareth casablanca what are we doing um, <sighs> well look we are men of science we We've are come this far and it's only right that we then, like how you'd distribute a placebo Ooh. to check that your medicine's working, we should 
head back to a movie that got a five, you know, a movie <laughs> that was right in the middle and got a five. And we should test it with test it with some other albums, you know? Yep. It's, it's, you hear the glaives ringing. It's the Cruller Day season. Yes. We're going to be watching 80s flop movie Krull. It's back, baby. It's back in a big way. I actually have a few Krull related surprises for you. Oh. And we're going to watch it with each other's albums of the year. Yes. And shall we start with my album of the year? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So, yes. Until the next episode, listeners, sit down and listen to an album called Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. Mm. It doesn't sound a lot like Pink Floyd, but it is very (laughs) epic in scope and very good. And, yeah, get ready for two weeks of Krull before we make a huge dive deep into the sand for a very special movie that is about a very special boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Sandlot uh, Mm. movie (laughs) franchise. The whole thing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, We're going to get like a bunch of Sandlot heads. (laughs) Really excited. Just before our Crawlerday special, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then even then, they might be a little disappointed when we uh, worm our way out of it. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Uh, Catch us on the socials. Um, Singfloydpod at gmail.com, at twitter.com, at... I don't know, twitch.tv, we're live now, baby. Uh, I've been live streaming this whole recording. No. You're just live streaming your side. Yeah. Which is you, like, nodding just and occasionally. Me talking to my microphone and, like, nothing happening for your audio. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So hit us up with all your. What's your album of the year? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing to hear that. Let us know. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a listen if you. If you uh, <laughs> If you speak to us, if you speak to me, um, yeah, yeah, um, there we go. Looking forward to it. Crawler days, yeah. Have a happy oh. crawler days. Hey, happy crawler days to all. Now my phone is just blowing up, and it's saying, "Well, it's saying don't be a Nazi." And yep. Humphrey Bogart still not back. There you go. But until until the crawler days, and have a great, happy, safe twenty rest of twenty twenty one. Until then. I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>